Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. It is Niall Boylan with you right here at 2 o'clock this afternoon. Somebody wants to know now, what is the name of that new legislation again? It was a bit long-winded. Yeah, it's called the Preservation and Protection and Other Emergency Measures in the Public Interest Bill 2020. It's a bit of a long name for a bill. And another person mentions, hi Niall and team, great show. But these new temporary laws will just end up being like USC charges. Uh, can't come on, says Derek and Ballier. Uh, another person says, no, we need to cancel all foreign aid money being paid out and divert it uh, to uh, workers forced out of work by this caretaker government, says Damo. Uh, Damo, I would agree with you, but I would assume that we're not sending off $540 million again in foreign aid this year, that that money has to be kept in our own little kitty. Can't believe the government are paying the teachers full pay, says somebody else. While the Oh, hold on, they're scrolling past me too fast here. While the private employee citizens are being treated differently. My husband is self-employed and not working because of COVID-19. No work for him, however. However, I've witnessed locally that teachers who are not working at the moment and being fully paid are out buying gifts for their children to play with, i.e. soccer goalposts and trampolines. Uh, where uh, where we are worried sick about how to put a meal on the table for our children. This government, once again, are not doing enough. All right, well, look, it is up to the government to do more, and I'm going to come back to that in a few minutes, but it's also up to do, us to do more as well, and Professor Luke O'Neill from Trinity College is on the line. Uh, good afternoon to you, Luke. Hi, Niall. It is up to us to do a little bit more, and nobody's. We're all talking about the hygiene and the hand washing and the social distancing, but we're not talking about protecting our bodies, and that's something that's kind of seems to be getting a little bit lost in all this. Absolutely, though. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, the good the good news is your immune system is your friend here. Remember, it'll defend you against this virus. So there's lots of things you can do to boost your immune system and get it working properly and defend yourself against this nasty germ. You know. Okay, and uh, now there was myths online that doctors in America said vitamin C cures the COVID virus. It doesn't cure it, but certainly it helps your body, doesn't it? Not really, you know. And that's been a myth for over 50 years, take loads of vitamin C, you know. Now, if you've got a normal balanced diet, you get plenty of vitamin C. You don't need to take any more, basically. And remember, vitamin C is water-soluble, which means it dissolves into your wee. Right. You wee it away. So if you take an extra vitamin C, you just wee it into your toilet. Is that, why we have our, is that why we have orange wee in the morning? It is indeed. That's, <laughs> right. that's right. Yeah. But if you have a balanced diet, a bit of fruit and veg, that's plenty of vitamin C. Now, you need vitamin C. It is important for the immune system. But you can get it normally in your normal diet. A more important one night is vitamin D. That's really important. Right. And, and where, where do we get that? Or what do we get that from? Well, the sunlight on your skin, amazingly. If you see the sun hits your skin, you make vitamin D in your skin. Well, that's not going to be good if we're all self-isolating in a house, well, is it? Well, that's what, and in the winter. You know, one, one reason we get more colds and flu in the winter is we're not making enough vitamin D, you see, because not enough sunlight. So there's a big recommendation to take vitamin D. You can get it in fish. You can get it in eggs. You know, you can get it in milk. You know, some of the milks are supplemented with vitamin D, and that's a really useful thing. Okay, what about, like, fish oil tablets and stuff like that? All that stuff is great. Fish right. oil is really good. And, and, and your immune system is in your blood. Not all these little white blood cells yeah. are swimming away, you know, look, looking for the virus, trying to hunt it down, yeah. you see? And it likes fish oil. The immune system loves fish oil. It loves vitamin D, as well as other nutrients as well, of course. So a good, healthy diet. Now, by the way, uh, by like, before, before we go any further, I don't want people running out of the shops and reeking the, the shelves of fish oil suddenly because we've said it today, but all those things are important. That's only part of it. So, in other words, yeah. it's important to stay healthy, Luke. That's the point, it isn't is. it? And a, re- a regular diet, now, nothing fancy here, just a regular balanced diet. You can buy a bit of veg, you know, bit of meat, bit of fish, or whatever, bit of cheese, all the usual things, really. And just don't overdo it on the stuff that's bad for you. The immune system doesn't like fatty foods, for example. So try and limit 
fat intake. Well, okay, so, so I'm not the anyway. healthiest person in the world, Luke. You know, I'm living on quite a lot of takeaways. <laughs> uh, you know, Chinese takeaways and all that kind of stuff. Probably not the best thing I should be eating. Um, although yesterday I did have a nice, I had some mince and uh, potatoes and butter and beans. Good That's, man, beans yeah. are great. Yeah, beans, beans are brilliant. Beans, yeah. right? They do cause a little bit of flatulence every now and again, but uh, but they do. Same. But they're good. They're, they're, keep eating those. Yeah, really good thing. But Luke, I watched you on TV last night on primetime because you do tend to star in a lot of these programs because you're a man of wisdom. And I saw you sitting at your front door whilst being yeah. interviewed by the at the end of the garden, keeping your social distancing. And you were That's comparing right. this to World War Two, absolutely. And, and yeah. I know you were quite adamant about the lockdowns and everything else. It's very difficult to tell people we want to take away your liberty, isn't it? That's the tricky bit now, and, and, and I mean, I have full sympathy for people who's stuck in their houses and they can't work, of course, with a massive economic hit, and it's awful for people, you know? But the fact of the matter is, to get this virus under control, and it's essential to do it, by the way, stay away from each other. That's the bottom line. It's a very simple message. Because, of course, you, it's kind now, of... I, don't, break, well, break I, I agree with you, but in RTE, uh, one of the presenters or somebody said we should be treating people like pariahs. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that's, that's you know, that's treating people yeah. like social outcasts is probably not the best way forward either. It's a bit, a bit of a strong word for it, all right. But, yeah. but we definitely need to... Sadly, we're very social with people, aren't we now? We've got to stay apart from each other for the next month or so now. It doesn't go on forever. Well, particularly you know? Irish people. I mean, if we were living somewhere problem. like Hong Kong, we'd be used to kind of ignoring each other in some sense and wearing masks and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But we're Irish and we love an old hug and we love an old shake hands. And a, we do. You and know. you see, scientists, those scientists are great. We avoid people anyway of science. And by the way, the long-term effect of this, Luke, because there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There's lots of different things we're hearing in the news about different cures and vaccinations on the way, hopefully soon. And there's a light at the end of the tunnel. This won't last forever. I mean, is there a case where, you know, socially we're being reconditioned and we're all going to turn into germaphobes going forward? Good Lord, I, ho- I hope not. No, yeah, that's a good point, actually. We don't get too clean either, mind you. You know, But we've got to give people hope, Niall, because the amount of effort that the scientists are putting into this is remarkable. You know, everybody is working their socks off, you know, to get a vaccine, to get treatments, to stop the damage to the lungs when you're infected. It's unbelievable. Are you, are you excited by any of the treatments that you're listening to? I know Donald, I Donald Trump was talking about, of course, malaria tablets, um, and yep. the FDA are being given new legislation and powers now to bring these in, to fast-track these in. The Chinese are talking about tablets that they use for um, uh, rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and they've all shown some level of effect. Uh, do these, any, any of the particular ones excite you? I'm, I'm falling off me. See, every minute, by the way, you know, I'm getting updates on this the whole time. This is my area, clearly. You know? I mean, I'm falling off me. See, here. there was a trial done two days ago in, in Marseille, of all places, with chloroquine, the drug you just mentioned there. Yeah, this is a malaria pa- tablet, yeah. Yep, 20 patients, severe disease, were given chloroquine, and the viral count plummeted almost to zero. In so, so, in other words, Donald Trump, for the first time in his life, is actually probably right. T- thankfully, yeah. Someone's <laughs> feeding him the right line there, I think. All right, okay, okay. And so, so this is a positive. Now, he said he's going to ramp up supplies of these for every American citizen who needs them. Um, uh, should we be doing the same? Should we be saying, you know, let's chuck some of those clinical trial rules out the window? Uh, it's called compassionate legislation, is what he's saying in America for the FDA. So, sh- so we, should we be doing the same? I think we should. I mean, well, first of all, chloroquine is freely available now. You can get it now anyway. You know, by, by prescription, area. I assume. Yeah, yeah. By prescription, and every doctor can prescribe it for you. Know, and, and that will begin to happen. There's talk of the HSE now mobilising around this one, and, and it's very cheap, which is great. But what Trump is talking about is more experimental stuff. In other words, that still needs to be tested. It takes time. You have got to be careful. But they're ramping up the whole process to speed up the whole thing, getting rid of all the 
the red tape and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So we, we may come out of this with a new way to develop drugs, basically, by reforming the system that we have in place. Well, well, if there's any benefit to this, which it's very difficult for people to see any benefit to it at all, I think we've all learned to be a little bit more hygienic. Uh, we're all washing our hands a lot more, and I think we will see a rapid decline in the amount of people who are getting influenza and common colds because we're all d- distancing ourselves. Yeah, so exactly. we'll see a, a huge decline in those normal diseases that we get on a regular basis and viruses. I think we may well do. And, and for me, it's great now. Everybody wants to know about the immune system. I'm, I'm a very busy man these days. You know? yeah, so, yeah. So that's great. But I think you're right, though. There will be a big change in society. There. Now, this sounds very dramatic, doesn't it? But, but there is a there will be well, change. We're being reprogrammed, aren't we, essentially? We, effectively, we are. Yeah, that's very true, I suppose. Yeah, and, and the question is, can we, can we stick it out now? Because instead of worry now, this will get worse, remember. And every government's still worried. You know, We're in the middle of it, you see. Yeah, we've got to just keep a very close eye on it now. And and the number one message is sadly stay away from each other. And that's a really important message. I was out. I was I was isolated. I went to Dublin Airport on Tuesday. I've been away, you see. And they said, "No, you've got to stay home there for two weeks." I've no, I've no um, illness, you know. That's why yeah. I'm stuck at home. That's why you were sitting at your at your front door the while they were interviewing you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the but interviewer I, was down at your gates. I mean, he it, was. He <laughs> was. She was very diligent. Yeah, you know. But like, I went out yesterday for a walk, and I saw five people, five teenagers, gathering outside the spa. It made my heart sink. No, you can't be doing that. So, yeah, no, and I, you know, and I agree with you, right? And I heard somebody from Sinn Fein on the news there a few minutes ago. You might have been listening, talking about this, right? And she said it brought a tear to her eye, right? Uh, yep. Because everybody else is making the effort and I saw some kids on RT News there playing chasing on a green and they have a new game called COVID and the game is that you know one person is nominated like chasing years ago to have COVID and they he has to chase everybody he touches somebody else and they have the COVID and that's the way the game is played but and this part of me says they're being irresponsible their parents should be more responsible keeping them in etc etc but there's another part of me saying I've spent five years on this radio station giving out about kids not going out and playing yeah and here they are actually doing it because they're in a situation where they've no school and they're bored out of their heads. And I'm giving out about it again. So there's, there's, my heart sinks when I think that they're actually doing something I wanted them to do. I know. It's a very tough, man. I mean, you, you want kids to play, don't you? That's a wonderful thing. But sadly, for this next few weeks, they can't do it anymore. They've got to stay away from each other. Two metres, remember, is the rule. Mm-hmm. And you can't get close to someone, you know, and play a game, whatever it might be. That just will help the thing spread. Yep. And we've got to stop it spreading. And it's a sad situation and it's very difficult. But we've got to keep absolutely zealous about this. Okay, do a quick prediction before you go, Luke. Um, how long do you think we'll be in, if you want to call it, hysteria mode um, yeah. before we get to a point where we say, right, we've slowed it down as much as we can, you know, un- until the vaccine comes along, and until the cure comes along or the medication, we just have to let it take its course. How long do you think that? How long? Do well, you the, 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 the mathematicians, God bless them, that are modelling this now. You know, looking at numbers and how it's changing and so on. A Chinese guy just came out and said, "Look, if Ireland does what China did, you'll begin to come out of it towards the end of June." He said, "Okay." Right. Now, now we're not going to do what China did, where they locked everybody up, effectively. It's all well and good for China, because they can stop people coming in. We, it, it, let's say, theoretically, we did, and this works. Let's say lockdown works, and we yeah. literally bring it down to zero cases, th- theoretically, right? At what point, then, do we say, okay, you can get back on a plane again, or people can go back into Ireland, because then it'll just start all over again, won't it? It's a terrifying thing, we, and we don't know is the answer, necessarily, but we are talking about months and months, that's the sad truth of it. You will see things relax maybe in three, four months from now. Is one view, right? Things go back to normal. Do you think the economy can survive that, Luke? I mean, people out of their jobs for three, four months, businesses closed for three. How are we going to survive? 
And I've got some good musician friends who can't do gigs. That's one example at all. Absolutely, yeah. So I mean, look at radio stations. We talked about that a few minutes ago. Independent radio, which is the lifeblood of the, of the local communities as well. Yeah, we're not being we're not being funded like RTE. You know, the lads over in RTE are sitting there saying, "Ash of the state will pay us anyway. We're grand. We don't we don't worry about advertising. If we don't get advertising, which at the currently at the moment we're not, our advertising yeah, yeah. revenue is probably down thirty or forty percent because all the hospitality industry are closed down. I mean, radio stations will disappear. It'll back Absolutely. to the seventies with just RTE. So, what should the government be doing? Should they be funding all this? Absolutely. The, the answer, uh, David McWilliams, you're familiar with now, says this in spades, the banks have to give money to everybody. It's a sound a bit strange. It's quantitative easing for every individual now. Add an extra couple of knots to your bank account. Wouldn't that be nice now? But this is what they're talking but about. But that's what Trump is doing, isn't it? $1,000 yeah, per person yeah. per month. Yeah. And, and the UK government are giving 25,000 euro grants to small businesses. Yeah, that's the only, oh, that, that, that has to happen. Because but, everything well, well, but it has to happen now, Luke. Absolutely. Not, not in two weeks. Absolutely, should happen. It should happen in the next hour or whenever, you know. And oh. it's simply you don't print more money. You just put extra knowledge. But you can do that. Account. We've we've done it before, and obviously we are under EU guidelines. But I think the rules are out the window. To be honest with you, because we've all got it now. Uh, I think we can print more money. But in the past, what we've done is we've given that money to the bank to distributors. We should yep. bypass the banks and just give it to the people. Absolutely. That that has to be the answer to help save people from this economic torture. You know. All right. Because so remember, now the other key thing is um. Stress is really bad for your immune system. It makes you much more susceptible, you know? Absolutely. And of course, the worst stress of all is economic stress for people, isn't it? So again, you've got to just make sure people are supported because then their immune systems work better and they fight the damn virus. So it's a very important part of the overall, uh, overall strategy here. Luke, wonderful talking to you. When this is all over, we'll go for a cup of tea. Right. Indeed. Right. Thanks very much indeed, Professor Luke O'Neill from Trinity College. Let me go to Keen O'Flaherty. Keen, how are you doing? Hi, Niall, how are you? Good. Now, Keen, you know, I let, there's, there's lots of good stories in this. When I say good stories, you know, there's nothing good about what's happening, unfortunately. But certainly there are people out there trying their best to help others. And, of course, yeah. you set up the, the GoFundMe page, Feed Our Heroes. Do you want to talk to me a little bit about it and what, it, what, what was the intention and whose idea was it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we were sitting around here self-isolating on Sunday and saw a tweet from the Matter ED. A team had been dropped food the night before from an anonymous donor, and it seemed to really lift them and made a huge difference to them. I was sitting there going, I wouldn't mind chipping in for, you know, grub for people who are on the front line fighting. We feel pretty helpless yeah. sitting at home. Send them in an old Chinese takeaway wouldn't do them any harm, yeah? This is, I mean, you know yourself, the good, that, that grub can give you a bit of a lift. It's what you reach for when you're struggling or stressed or whatever, so I'm sure they're, they would have benefited. And I just thought, look, I'm sure there'll be a few people who might be interested in chipping in with me and, you know, make a bit of an impact then. You can make a bit of a wave somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I set up feedtheheroes.com and linked it to a GoFundMe page that people could donate to and then linked the supplier form. So we, I was aware kitchens and restaurants were shutting, not entirely certain who'd be open or not. So said, look, if you're staying open and can deliver, fill in the form and we put the money your way once we figure out how much hundred of quid or maybe a thousand we hit. Yeah. I didn't think, you know, I would be here Friday with close to 250,000 euros and a team of 10 people delivering 50 meals every day to frontline staff across the country and rising. It's, it's, a, it's absolutely an incredible response. I know I was looking at it and it's an incredible response. And it just goes to show you that Irish people currently, a lot of them, by the way, losing their jobs, uh, back on the dole again or whatever it happens to be. And they can still put their hand in their pocket for a fiver or a tenner where they know that people are needed in certain quarters. And we're good at that. We're good. The community spirit is wonderful. 
The social solidarity that we've been in receipt of, I guess in the middle of, has been humbling and breathtaking. We're receiving messages from people who are donating, who have loved ones like myself on the front line, who are aware of how self-sacrificing these people are in ordinary life and have watched over the last couple of weeks as they've doubled down to do triple shifts and stay long hours and just make sure that the front line continues to operate. Um, And they're appreciative that even though we're all doing what we're supposed to do by being at home and isolating, etc., some sense of purpose or activity or some positive activity can come uh, or is available to them. And you know what, this is what I mentioned to Luke a few minutes ago, there's a kind of level of reprogramming going on in in communities and uh, around the world and certainly on social media as well. And I think when all this ends, and it will all end uh, at some point, uh, hopefully in the near future, and we get back to a level of normality, maybe we'll all think differently. Maybe we'll all have a bit more respect for others and their distance and space. Maybe we'll all have a bit more respect for those who do the, the hard work when it comes to a time of need. You know, So maybe we're all going to have a bit more respect in the future. I think you. I think you're right to 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 hook on to that. Everybody is keen to chip in, and everyone sees and recognises um, the sacrifice that needs to be made. And we're doing it for each other. Mm-hmm. There's something heartening in that. I mean, it's rare in this day and age that you get that sense of social solidarity and a kind of a mass world event type uh, scenario happening. But here we are chipping together and and pulling it together for each other. Yeah, you'd hope that that does have an impact. I mean, the last time something like that happened is post-World War II and the Marshall Plan and 30 decades of prosperity. So, fingers yeah. crossed, when we come out the other side of this, we're able to, to make, as you say, something positive from it. Well, they are saying that we're going to what they call World War Economics, which is essentially yeah. what it is. It's World War yeah. Economics, you know, where we're all... It's uncharted territory for everybody. We don't know what the future holds for us at the moment. And, and it's a frightening enough analogy, but it is the way we've seen the response to what we're doing is very much war planning in a sense that mm-hmm. gaps emerge in a, in a supply chain or a line because of a response that's needed and we just have to fill that gap. It is quite unstructured and it's quite changeable from day to day. It's it is very hoc. much it's a war hoc. that they're yeah. in. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, they're fighting a war on that on that front line and it's um, it's crazy. All right, well, listen, uh, Keen. I appreciate it, and I think everybody appreciates what you've done and what you're doing, and I think we all absolutely appreciate it, as Leo Varadkar says, those on the front line, be it the Garda Sheikhana, the nurses, the doctors, and all those in the vital services in this country, they are the unsung heroes, so to speak. Mm. Thank you very Absolutely. much, Lee. No, thank you, on. and thanks to everyone who's supporting us. All right, and if you want to get a link to that, by the way, if you want to help out, we'll throw a link up on our Twitter and our Facebook page there to that particular GoFundMe page set up by Keen. And uh, no, somebody says here now, I wonder if we told Leo Varadkar, or Varadkant, as he calls him, uh, we'd keep him as a leader of the country if he gave us a grant and gave a grant to the public, as in the UK or the USA are doing. Would it work? <laughs> I think that I don't know in the back of Leo's mind at the moment is he thinking if I do a good job here, I get re-elected. Hi, Nal, would you ask a Luke uh, if the old iodine tablets we have stored in the cupboard uh, could treat COVID-19 if they help fight uh, the effects of a nuclear contamination? Surely they could fight the viruses, Mike. Mike, I wouldn't recommend. If anybody has those iodine tablets since they were given out, which was like 20 or well, I don't know how many years ago it was, if you still have it, throw it in the bin. I'm sure it's well past its sell-by date at this stage. And I'm absolutely 100% sure that iodine is not a cure for COVID-19. So please uh, don't do that. Um, Now, I read the two meters. It's not safe for couples to be sleeping together. Aren't they very close together in their beds, says Anna. 
Well, Anna, as long as you have that agreement with your partner that you're both in it together, well, I don't think it really matters too much. I would hate to think uh, that you wouldn't be consummating your relationship or have no intimacy. Niall, could you do a repeat tonight and over the weekend just for the normality of it all, says Sinead. Well, there is a repeat on Sunday night, uh, Sinead, and Sunday morning as well, by the way. So, Sinead, you will be able to hear those repeats as normal as you normally would. Uh, I know I think it's really important that we keep independent radio going and um, because it's really important for us as communities and locals uh, that we hear local news, local independent radio and indeed national independent radio. I think it's really unfair that RTE certainly uh, have a lift up, I think is what he's trying to say, in relation to that particular funding. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And again, I'm saying it on a selfish point of view. Everybody obviously is looking out for themselves in society. I'm looking out for me and I'm looking out for all the staff here at Classic Hits and all the staff at all the different radio stations around the country who are in the independent sector who need to be funded by the state because we rely on advertising. That advertising is practically going to disappear over the next couple of weeks. It already is dwindling away because all those businesses are closed. And if we don't have advertising, we don't have money. If we don't have money, we don't stay open. That's the way it works. Like every other business in the world, you have to be... You know, you have to sustain that business. RTE don't need to sustain the business because they have your television license fee. So we're asking and we're pleading with the government and the Broadcasting Authority and everybody else that the government should take some of that license fee and give it to the independent sector. After all, currently at the moment, RTE are spending less money uh, because they don't have any live sporting events. Uh, They don't have very many outside broadcasts currently at the moment. Uh, So uh, they should be divvying that money out to the independent sector as well to get us through this difficult time. After the break, I want to take some of your calls too. You can text us or call us. What are you concerned about? And uh, you can let us know. The number is 087-188-0008. Let me go to Column. Column, you're on Classic Kits. How are you doing, Column? I'm not too bad yourself. Good. Uh, Now, you are the Lockheed quiz organisers. Yes. Oh, sorry. You're, no, sorry. Well, I, if you want to call, you were the man who organised it, so that's the name of your quiz. I'm assuming, there's okay? two of us. There's two of us involved. There's oh, is there? Called Pat. All right. I'm, I'm, so where did you come up with this idea? Uh, well, we've been doing quizzes professionally for about five or six years. Uh, we do about seven or eight a week. And, right. Uh, we said, um, since we're stuck at home now and work has dried up, we're going to try and do a few uh, quizzes online. So we've, we've come up with a, a way of up to 5,000 people being able to do uh, a quiz with us online. How, uh, how can you get 5,000 doing it at the same we're, time? We're using conferencing software that's normally used in large kind of uh, conference uh, centres and stuff like that, like where right. people could be used for polling and for answering questions and for a bit of fun. Right, okay. So so, uh, so this we... is happening on Friday night at nine o'clock. Yep, tonight, okay. yeah, nine okay. o'clock. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying, tonight at nine o'clock. Okay, <laughs> so, okay, sorry, I didn't want to confuse people there. So the online quiz has uh, contestants from all corners of the world. They're going to be from America, Australia, Saudi Arabia, um, Birmingham, and deepest, darkest cork, according to your press. Uh, we had someone on from Drummer League, so we, we, we had a bit of fun at their expense. It's also, it's, it's a live stream, so people can watch it on their TV, like a, a normal game show if they want to. Right. And they can play with us online then as well, too. So and what's the prize? Uh, well, tonight, is it depends, I suppose, on how many people join in. Uh, we, we're only kind of getting enough money that we can, you know, get a prize and cover the cost of the software and also pay ourselves. Right, okay, okay. But, uh, yeah. So, it's, so it's, how, how does it work? If, let's say I want to jump in on your quiz tonight, Colm. How does it work? How, how, what do I have to do? So you can go to uh, livequiz.ie and you can buy yourself a ticket. And right. Then you How much is that, by the way? It's six euros, and that's all, all okay. the back from the taxes and all that. Right, okay. So livequiz.ie, yeah, go on. Livequiz.ie, you can buy your ticket there, and then tonight, uh, from there, you'll be sent an email directly from that to tell you how to partake, it, it, and you're given a, a code to go to this website, and it logs into your phone, and then you can either use a second device to watch the live stream, 
or just answer the questions and decide. So will I, be, will I be looking at a video of you two lads with with, yep. with loads of questions? Yes, you can do that too. Have I you got one of your questions? Have you got your questions there? Give us a question there. Oh. Well, tonight's questions are all about friends, so I'm going to have to give you a friends question. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, go on, I'll, go on, I'll try anyway. Go on, yeah. <laughs> I'm brutal. I hate the programme. Go on. Uh, Give me a so in, what, in, in what year did Friends end? I'm going to fling a guess out here. I'm going to go for 2006. 2006. Oh, I think you're a little bit late there. Why, why? It's 2002. Was it? Okay. Well, it wasn't a bad guess, considering I hate the programme. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, apologies. It came to an end in 2004. All right. Well, so, okay. Well, then it wasn't too bad. I'm only two years off. All right. So, <laughs> in say, so they're the type of questions that we ask. So they're not, they're not, they're certainly not going to be questions that you would need some sort of massive academic knowledge for. Okay. So then. No, not, th- not this one. But we are running quizzes then every week, every Tuesday night, where people can join in and they're just standard uh, pub quizzes. So right. uh, we're going to do a team quiz every Friday and we're going to do a standard quiz every Tuesday and people can join in and, and if whatever suits them, if the team suits them, they might have a bit of fun with that and if they don't like teams, they can just do a normal Tuesday night with us. So. Well, look, it's a great idea, particularly at the moment where people are social isolating and people are kind of bored of watching Netflix and bored of watching the telly and doing the normal things that we probably do anyway. So it's something a little bit different and, you know, as many people as you want, really can get in there, well, you know, up to 5,000 teams. So it's livequiz.ie. If you want to play tonight, it's on at 9 o'clock tonight, you need to obviously go onto the website sooner rather than later and register to play tonight if you want. And it's €6 Euro to get in. And then depending on how many people obviously go in, the prize goes up, obviously, as the more people go in, I imagine that's the way it probably works. Indeed. Or you can watch it for free as well if you want to, and you just want to have a bit of a laugh. Okay, yeah, so, so if you want to just sit around with your, with your family watching it and you don't actually win a prize, but you can just take part. Yeah. Yeah, of okay. course. Like any game show. All right, listen, thank you very much indeed, Colm. Wonderful idea. All right. Call thank you. Bye, bye, bye. Another person says, hi, Nal. While I agree that nurses and doctors are on the front line, remember, who gets the supplies to them? Who feeds and fuels the country? Truck drivers. Yeah, you're right. They do. And <laughs> I know of only one garage offering free coffee, let alone providing a free meal. If we don't stop, the country stops. Or if we stop, the country stops. In the UK, we are denied access to toilets and washing facilities due to the virus. But every day we leave the house for no recognition, but risk being overexposed. Or risk being exposed. Rant over, says Adam. Okay, that they, and I'm not being patronising. Adam, you are absolutely right. That's a round of applause for all the truck drivers. And I don't want everybody now texting in about their own jobs, by the way, but everybody who's providing essential services. Actually, I'm going to give myself a round of applause. This is an essential service too. We're giving you information that you really, really need. And let me go to Claire. Claire, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Claire? Hi. Nile, no, the gorgeous Boylan. Uh, thank you very much indeed. Claire, Claire, <laughs> you've, the got all the, you've got all the rugged good looks of Cliff the Motor. I said, what? The cliffs are more. <laughs> Thanks very much, Claire. I'll take that as a compliment either way. It right? is a co- no, it is a compliment. They are stunning. You can't move them. If you could move them, the government would have centralised them by now. Oh, they probably would have. Or they would have put tax yeah. on them, some sort of tax on them. But yeah, Claire, yeah, yeah. Claire, you had a guest house. Yes. Before all this happened. Yes. And now you don't have a guest house. Well, we do have a guest house. It's but it's just an empty guest house. Yeah, it's an empty guest house. But sure, it's okay. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, we have to take it on the chin like everybody else. But you're losing money, aren't you? Ah, uh, we've no money, no. And well, we're okay, I suppose, um, because we got the mortgage paid off last year. But right. I'd say there are other people here that invested quite a lot of money earlier on in the year here. Right. You know, keep the place right, like. Yeah, of course. Keep it up and nice. And um, they're going to suffer now. What's the name of your guest house, by the way? Give it a bit of a plug there for when we re- does reopen. Uh, 
All right, okay. I shouldn't be doing this. That's Why? Kind of like taking advantage of... Dad, well, take advantage. Take advantage. Go ahead. What's the name of the guest house? Pier House. Pier House. And where it's the only... It's, it's one of the only ones that actually look right at the cliff. It's the most stunning... And, where, and whereabouts is it? Where, where exactly is it? It's down by the pier in Doolin. Oh, in Doolin. All right, okay. So you're staring right out at the pier and you're staring out onto the golf course. And, Sounds beautiful. And how many, room, many rooms have you got? And it's staring also at the cliff and water. How many rooms have you got? We only do four rooms. Okay, well, that's okay. But you couldn't be doing any more than four because you'd have to have staff. And um, I'm not that type of person. I'm not a very good boss. Right, you know, okay. I don't, I don't like to tell people what to do. I, I so you're, so you're running it yourself, essentially? Yeah, yeah. Right, okay, yeah. so it's just like a big house with spare rooms in it. That's <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have, they have, they have trannies. What do they call them in Australia? Trannies, is it? I guess. Oh, they right. have on suites. They're on suites and on then suites, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. actually inside, they're actually in the room. Right, oh, oh, actually in the room, can you believe yeah, that? Yeah, right, posh all together, boy. Jesus, <laughs> I right, know, I know, I know how we got the money through that, like. But for the last 20 years of working it up, like, we started out with one room and, you know, like, and then did another one and did another one. You know yourself, like. And what, by the way, what do you think the government should be doing for? Now you've said you paid for it already, so you don't have a mortgage, so it's not as tough as it was as it would have been on you. But what do you yeah, think the government should be doing? Yeah, but we have another business that we're scooting on, and yeah, God, that that might go to the wall if we don't mind ourselves. Right? Yeah. Um, I've so many other people that I know that I've met today in the shop. You know, when they went out to the shop, and God, there's so many people that are in distress. Yeah, because no, they, they spent a lot of money and there's no comeback like but I think one of the biggest things that I've heard that I'm not happy about is right say you're a private landlord and they want now the private landlord to suck it into them yeah um, you can't evict your, your you, you, you can't evict you your can't tenant. evict anyone yeah, yeah? yeah but but you were the one who's supposed to go on and get the get over the it. mortgage thing right yeah, yeah. I don't know what this is called but um, the mortgage holiday, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the mortgage holiday. You're not getting any holiday because at the end of the day, you're going to have to pay it on. Of course, right? you have to pay it back, yeah. So if you're older like us, like, the thing is that your tenants are going to get off with it. Fine, that's grand. But you're not going to get off with it. So you're going to have to pay it on. And if you had the property that you were relying on, it means that you'll get nothing out of it. So your pension won't be paid. No, and, that, and that's it. And you're 100% right. The, the government calling this a mortgage holiday is complete and utter nonsense because you do have to pay it back. It'll be recapitalised onto your mortgage or added at the end of it. Claire, lovely talking to you, by the way. And I hope your guest house opens up very, very soon again. And I hope you get I, loads I, and loads I of guests. Want, I just wanted to say one more thing. I yeah, just go ahead. I just wanted to say one thing that people aren't aware of, I, that I'm hoping that people don't do right now, young people especially, and their parents. There's a lot of parents out there who want to help their children. And there's a lot of brothers and sisters who want to help each other. But what I wanted to point out was if you go on a loan with anyone now or a mortgage with anyone now, there is a thing called joint and several liability. Okay. Do you understand what that is? Yes, I do. I do. Yeah. So I got caught with this because I had to come, I, I, I was with someone years ago and my children are nearly grown up now, but I got caught in a mortgage with someone years ago we were partners and whatever. But I wanted to point out that if you sign down on a loan with anyone else, if they're negligent and they don't care about it and they run away, it means that you as the person who tries to pay it is the person that the banks will pursue. Of course, they will. They will, they will pursue the person 
who they deem to have the most amount of money and is most likely to pay it. I understand that, Claire. Claire a whole different topic uh, for another time. Listen, thank you very much indeed. Let me go to Ronan. Ronan, you're a classic kid. Say you do, Ronan. How are you now? Uh, now, Ronan, you're a publican. I am, yeah, in rural Ireland. Well, well you were a publican up to last week. Well, yeah, it was a school come to Mayo. All right. So, uh, what's what's the name of your bar, by the way? Yeah, it's Gibbons' Pub and School. Right, Gibbons' Pub. All right, and so, yeah. and, and how are you managing, or how are you coping now, being closed, no customers? Yeah. I'm not too bad, but first of all, the, the first thing I want to say is, um, um, I don't like being on the radio here talking to you, but I don't feel of any choice because the VFI, if they were doing their job, they would be. Yeah, representing us, but it, it's all coming down to insurance. Yep. Insurance. No, we're, we're not looking for handouts. Um, my policy, I have business interruption cover on it, um, gross profit protection, you name it. Uh, have a significant policy, you know, cost-wise and everything, and now the insurance companies tell us we're not covered. And why are you not covered? Why is this considered to be an unprecedented act or something like that? Or um, Well, some insurance companies, are, I've been talking to other publicans, are saying that we weren't forced to close. Well, you were forced to close. Yes, I know we were, but some insurance companies are saying we weren't enclosed. We weren't enforced to close. So until the government brings in legislation, which they did today or yesterday and goes through the weekend. So if, they, if the government are saying by law we're demanding you close, does that make a difference then? Uh, well, it, it should make a huge difference. It shouldn't it really. Should make, no. huh? It shouldn't really make a difference. You were told to close. Exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. Now, what you could say is you could see some pubs reopen just to just to be forced to be closed. And this is what happened in Limerick yesterday, of course, as well. We were talking yeah. about this in yeah. Limerick yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, as I said, we're, look, we're not looking for handouts. All we want is... is, is no, you want fairness. Yes, you want to... How many staff have you got, by the way? And it's just three of us. Three of us, okay. Well, that's that's three people who now, have, I, have I've families, I assume. Wife and two young kids. Yeah. And um, we're, as I said, we're not looking for handouts. All we want is is for person to be put on insurance companies to honour. I'll tell you. I'll give you an example. I, I requested a claim form yesterday. Right. And in the claim form, there wasn't one mention of business interruption. Yes, it's on our policy. Why is that? You know, so so you, you think the insurance companies are looking at ways to get away with not paying, and that's essentially exactly, yeah, exactly. Look, we're not looking for a loss. We just want a bit of fair play. Yeah, well, and, and you just want your business to be sustained while it's closed. Yeah, you're, you're not Ex- looking for a, you know to make money out of this. Yeah. No, 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 no. Of course no, not. No. I mean, look, I mean, things were tight enough, but we were still. Well, if, the, well, if the insurance company is not paying, why aren't the Vintners Association going to the minister and saying, "Well, listen." My members, they're, they're obviously that they're, they're paying me every year to be members. Okay, my members are not being covered by insurance, uh, and my members need to be compensated for their loss because you guys told them to close. Exactly, because they didn't volunteer that's, that's, to that's close. That's the very first point I made to you. Was was if the if, if the VFI were doing their job and representing the publicans, I wouldn't be on this radio show talking to you today. Okay, so I tell you what I'll do. Um, I will get Ashling and Helena on the case uh, for Monday to try and get somebody, a representative of the Vintners Association, on to talk about that, all right? Yeah, look what I, I mean. There's worse situations than Helena in this moment. No, 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 I, I agree. Agree. no but, but hang on, but everybody's situation is important. Everybody's situation. Yeah. yeah. I just want to highlight it. Okay, well, listen, Ronan, I appreciate you highlighting it. And if you if you listen in on Monday, I will have hopefully have somebody from the Vintners Association on, and I'll put those very questions to you on your behalf. All right? Yeah. Thank okay. you, Ronan. Appreciate the call. All right. Thank you very much, Steve, for coming to the air. Mark, you're a classic kid. Say to Mark. 
I've only, Hi, Niall, I'm only a minute and a half, Mark, so we'll have to make this very quick. We're coming into the weekend. Yeah. We all need to smile, but I know you don't have good news because you're a taxi driver and it, the work yeah. is drying up. The work is drying up. The hotels closed, restaurants closed, bars are closed. Nobody out shopping, nobody coming in through airports. There's nothing moving. Um, yet, you know, our government are telling us, you know, they're going to give us 200 quid a week and uh, that's, no that's use going to keep, keep us going because, you know, I don't know about you, but... 200 quid a week wouldn't, you know, no, family nice. four. What's what's that going to do for family four? Not Doesn't, a lot. No. But it, of course, if you're in the in the uh, civil service, you're going to be okay, aren't you? Well, this, this, my, this is my problem with this all day, that yeah. th- this affects nobody except private sector workers because public exactly. sector are fine are those who had been on social welfare, unfortunately. Nothing changes for them. But for you, a private sector worker out there trying Absolutely. to, you know, the lifeblood of the country as well, I mean, you should be yeah. looked after too. But you're taking yeah, the pain. Exactly. I'm actually on the Stalorgan Road here. I'm going to go past your uh, arch nemesis here, RTE, and they're going to be okay in there, aren't ah, they? Ah, yeah. Shout in and say hello to Joe Duffy from me there while you're there, will you? Yeah, yeah. But that's the comes at the loyal line. Exactly. It's, going, it's unfair. It's an unfair system that's going on now at the moment. So what's going to happen at the end of it? Why don't you just give everybody 500 quid a week? Well, I'm, 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 wondering will Joe, I'm wondering, will Joe Duffy give me half his wages? You know what well, I mean? And I mean, save my boss pay me. Exactly. Why don't we, don't we all get five hundred quid a week? That if you're working, if you're if you're working, I mean, people who are already on uh, on a social welfare payment, nothing's going to change for them. Yeah. But why don't the rest of us get get looked after? We're the ones contributing our taxes all the time, paying for everything in society. When it came to the crash of the banks and everything, it was all you know. The debts were were. Yeah, we're, we're the people we paid for it. Yeah. That paid for everything, and they were the ones that got away. Everybody else. You know, got away. So, Mark, just very quickly, Mark, because we've only got 10 seconds. Mark, how much business would you have lost percentage wise? Are you down 50%? Or are you down, what are you oh, doing? I'll tell you what, 50, 60, you're going to okay. tip 80% or more. I'll be honest with you, Noel, I've stopped working because I don't see the point in going out now at this stage and tormenting myself driving around for what I was earning to yeah, what yeah, I Yeah, it's costing you money to drive around, yeah, it's, I know. It's cost me money, and I'm not going to put myself in the situation of catching divorce and pa- passing on. Yeah, to that's, a, that's, else. Another, that's another thing that we don't think about. Complete strangers getting into your car, you have no idea who they are. Yeah, completely. And I mean, what are you doing? A pair of, have a pair of gloves on you, no. A bit of spray, yeah. Bit of space. Somebody sneezes on the back of your neck and, and ah, stop. Yeah, okay. Stop right. I know, Mark, I get it. Uh, we're going to try and address all these questions next week. Mark, thank you very much indeed. I will try and get uh, uh, the uh, uh, taxi authority, or should I say the... Uh, it's going to hit me head now. The authority will be on the air. We'll try and get somebody from the authority uh, by on Monday or Tuesday in relation to that. All right, there's loads of people who have loads and loads of questions. And by the way, just to mention, it's Mother's Day on Sunday. So don't forget it. It is Mother's Day this Sunday. Because in the mess and all the thinking and all the things you have going on in your head at the moment and all the worry, you might just forget about Mammy. All right? So remember, recognise the Irish Mammies this Sunday. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.